Welcome to the Inspired Women Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Hall, psychology student, wife, and mama four. On this podcast, I share helpful life tips and stories from inspirational women. Warning, sometimes we chat about taboo topics and drop some F-bombs. Thank you for tuning in with me today. Enjoy the episode. Hey everyone, today I am here with my very own daughter, Carmel. (laughs) Uh, She's saving my butt uh, because COVID affects everything in the world, uh, for real. It even affects podcasters. So at the beginning of this year, 2021, I was uh, airing episodes four to six weeks after they, they were recorded. So there was quite a buffer. But I've had so many reschedules and one or two cancellations, but most of the reschedules have been because of COVID. Either somebody had COVID or somebody they know had COVID. That had gotten down to where I was recording the week before these were supposed to air. And this week, uh, I had two scheduled. I'm like, yes, so I have everything good and I'm going to have a buffer finally. One didn't show because she emailed me later and said she had COVID. Um, And then the other one rescheduled. I'm not sure the reason. They don't have to give me a reason. So not always do I hear, like, get an email saying, hey, I rescheduled because of this. So it's been a mess. And I said, hey, Carmel, you want to be a guest on my podcast? (laughs) You want to know something crazy, though? Uh, Literally the day before you texted me and were like, hey, so I literally got a feeling of like, hey, maybe I should ask mom if I could be on her podcast, just randomly, just randomly thinking about being on your podcast. And the next day you text me, I'm like, huh, okay, little psychic things. See, see, you're a psychic. If you hear any weird noises, it is because the cats are in here. Uh, We have two cats. We have Fitz and we have Tessa. And uh, yeah. They're, they're in here. They haven't seen Carmel in a couple weeks. It's almost been a month. I it's almost say. been a month. She moved out on her own because she graduated. Most people listening, if they've been listening for a while, Carmel, they know all about you. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? I talk shit about you on the podcast all the time. No, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't be sure. Uh, no, because, uh, you know, the, con- the podcast is very conversational, so sometimes I will add in a little bit about my life. With my guests. And so people have heard about you. This podcast is almost five years old. And so they have watched you grow or listened to you grow over the last five years. It's a little creepy. It is a little creepy. Um, Hello, strangers that know everything about me and I know nothing about you. That's fine. So we were going to talk about your sperm donor today. Oh, yeah. Even more of like. They'll grow up with me on this one. <laughs> they've they've heard about him, and uh, they've definitely heard about some of his views as well. You know, when I get a little ranty, ranty. No, I know some of your political ones probably bring him up. Oh yeah, 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 <laughs> definitely. Um, so anybody who's been listening for a while would know this story, but maybe people are new. Welcome. Um, I got pregnant with Carmel when I was 16 years old. I went to a party, thought I used protection, <laughs> condoms break, ta-da. Uh, no, uh, then about a month-ish later, I was like, um, I missed my period. Oh, let me go get a pregnancy test. And then took a pregnancy test. And the first line that's supposed to show up when you're pregnant, 
Or not the first line that's supposed to show up when you're pregnant. The first, the line that shows up, this is back in the day, y'all, when we had the two line things. It's not still these two like. Lines. Well, they have the ones that say pregnant or not pregnant now. No. Yeah. yeah. Fancy people. And this was the ones that, like, you know, uh, if you're pregnant, even like a month, the lines, you still have to wait a little while. Like, there's ones now you can pee in it like a week later and you're like, pregnant? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know because I haven't been pregnant in like 11 years. Um, 10, over 10 years. Oh, shit, yeah. Keeps yeah. Like getting old. Yeah. So, anyways, I uh, got the pregnancy test. The line that shows up when you're pregnant was the first line show up on my pregnancy test. And ta da, as pregnant. Um, you know, and Carmel knows I had uh, choices, but uh, when the doctor showed me the wiggling peanut on the screen, uh, which is that that's what she was, a wiggling peanut, just a little tiny wiggle wiggle on the screen. I was like, that's my baby. And that was it. She was my baby from then on. And, you know, we've grown up together and it's been a bit of a mess. But um, moral of the story is. A sperm donor. Um, <laughs> Not. <laughs> uh, obviously, he didn't believe that she was his baby. I mean, you guys um, went over there. Like, you guys went to court over that, didn't you? Well, we went for child support. Oh, yeah. And we were supposed to go for child support before you were born, but you came three weeks early. So Surprise. when I went... Yeah. Wasn't it you went to the court to get child support, and then he was still in denial, and then my... Nana was like, no, that's your kid. Yeah, yeah. So we went to court for child support, and I'd had you three weeks early. And um, they walked in, because it's a very small courthouse, and they walked to the same waiting room I was in with your grandmother, uh, my mother. And um, I, they sit across, and um, your, your grandmother had been asking me, like, are they here? Are they here? And I was like, that's him. And I could hear them across the waiting room because, again, very small, small town, small courthouse, small waiting rooms. Uh, his mom would go, is she here? And he was like, yeah, over there with the baby. Um, and so she comes over and um, she looks at me and I think she said, like, hi, I'm Brian's mom. Is you that guys the have never we never met? met. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, is that the baby? And I was like, yeah. And she's like looking at you and she's like, can I hold her? I'm like, yeah, of course. She's your grandchild. And she picks you up. She looks at you and she looks right at him. She's like, you can get a paternity test if you want, but this is your baby. Um, because like literally up until you were like three or four years old, you guys were practically identical, like baby pictures, toddler pictures. Both of you weren't like, didn't have like super masculine or feminine features. So like, you know, kind of androgynous features. Oh, I got his fucking hairline, though. Holy so, shit. <laughs> so, yeah. So, she was just like, you could tell. Like, you looked... I mean, even if you see the two of you together today, even though I feel like you look more like me than you did when you were little, yeah, you can tell you're his kid. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. So, anyways, um, that was the moral of the story. And uh, so, her dad didn't think she was his... And I say this now that she's older. She didn't always know this conversation happened. Um, and no, but I picked up very quickly. Again, it's a small ass town. Everybody says everything. I was like the Harry Potter of that area. Harry Potter. Everybody knew me, and I didn't know who the fuck these people were. <laughs> very small towns. Everybody knows everybody. Um, 
so yeah, I'll let you take it away with your relationship with your dad. That's the 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 uh, ground we are are moving on. You do have a clown that says Carmel with his last name. Oh, Um, yeah, I remember that. That But uh, now uh, she has my maiden name because he was not motivated enough to get her name changed when she was a baby or get his name added to her birth certificate. You didn't get his name added to my birth certificate until you had to. 13. 14. No, you were 13 when he got it added. No, we didn't when I was already already living with him. No, he had to do it before that. Oh. Oh, yeah. yeah, I was visiting him that summer. Yeah, 13. You were thir- it took 13 years for his name to get put on your birth certificate. It's pretty crazy stuff. Oh, I lost that one. I have the original one. <laughs> I lost that one. Maybe on purpose, who knows. So tell us. Tell us. You have uh, you have a much different relationship with your dad than some people have, or some people listening might have had just as wild of a relationship with their dad as you have had. Well... I wouldn't even say there's any relationship to have a foundation on in general. Again, I grew up, I don't remember shit from my childhood. But, like, what I remember is I knew of him, but I knew his family, like, the back of my hand. Because his family always wanted to see me. His mother always wanted to see me. Like, every Christmas. I remember this, and this is what I hate about him the most, is, and her too, is every Christmas I'd go, we'd open gifts, blah, 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 and then she would do this whole thing of, all these gifts are for you from your dad, but he didn't actually pay for it whatsoever. Wasn't his handwriting on the tags, nothing like that, so I knew it wasn't from him, and I caught on by, like, age five or six. But she's done that for all of the grandkids, because given reasons, you get it. Um, But no, it's basically what I remember is waiting and you being like oh yeah your dad's gonna come and come see you today and I'm like okay I'll sit there by the window for days on end I remember when we were living with Anna and we were in the trailer and I was waiting by the window all day um that's basically I remember from childhood teenagehood is a different scenario well back to childhood in childhood all the way up until you were oh my god how long have I been married um, so all the way up until you were seven, mm-hmm. uh, for the most part, except for like, what, six months, we lived in the same, we lived within 30 minutes of him. Well, less than that. We lived in the same town as him. I went to the school that's across the road from his, ow, his mother for years. Yeah. Like, so, so moral, we lived during that whole, almost whole seven years, except for like the six months we were living downstate. We, oh, <laughs> we lived within 30 minutes of, that's very weird, uh, of her father. Um, and, yeah, it, he maybe saw her, like, once or twice a year. Not even. It would always be... If I did see him, it was coerced because we'd run into him at Walmart or a restaurant or something like that. Or, his, you know, his mom, you would see his mom and his mom would be like, oh, your dad's going to take you. But, like, I feel like a lot it of... It wasn't his, like, it wasn't even him taking me. Like, it would be her, oh, you're coming over to the we- to the house for the weekend. He blah, did blah, take and- you a couple times by force because I, I forced <laughs> I embarrassed him. <laughs> I embarrassed him. Um, and, you know, said, like, you know, we used to go party in the same places, and people caught on quick that I, uh, was his baby mama, 
And <laughs> I think my earliest memory of him, you're going to hate this. I, we talked about this last time I was here. I'm pretty sure the last night I was here and had dinner with you guys was it was at our apartment. Um, like the original apartment that we first got. And I almost said the name. Uh, which they change those apartments a lot. Like they're all fancy now for rich people. And I, no, it's still well, low income housing. But they look a lot nicer. Well, a lot nicer. I mean, they have to upgrade eventually. That was like in the early two thousands. So <laughs> no, I think he was actually watching me that time. And it was how old was I? I couldn't have been like older than like four or five in that apartment. Maybe even younger. Mm-hmm. I was like little, little. But he showed me Predator. That's yeah. my main memory. Wasn't me much of a dad. Um, more like a big brother. Yeah. 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 So, anyways, the, uh, the whole point we went on the tangent was to, to say, like, as a child, for seven years you lived in the same area as him, and then when we moved away oh, yeah. after I, I, I married your dad... You know, the, oh, when we moved, it was one such a big deal. Such a big deal. Oh, my God, you're taking my kid away from me. Blah, blah, blah. I, I can't. And she, he would tell everybody, oh, I can't see my daughter because she lives all the way in Virginia. And mm-hmm. we're just like, um, but we literally lived up there for like seven years. No. And yeah, no, definitely seven years. Because by the time we moved, you know, yeah, it, it was definitely seven years. Because it was you were almost eight years old when we moved. We were yeah. like three months shy of eight years old. So even that couple months we lived downstate. For seven years we lived up there. And so that, I mean, because you said that's it for childhood. I'm like, no, no, we need to add context here. <laughs> add context. Okay, go ahead. See, another thing, too, that I want to address is I know a lot of people... At least my generation typically says this is, oh, my God, I have daddy issues because I don't have a father in my life. Well, how I like to put it is there's no possibility of not having a father in your life or not having a father present, like a shitty father, if he wasn't actually there. So daddy issues, no. But as far as more than the childhood aspect, I didn't know him. I knew his mother more than anything and my uncles more than anything. Um, like one of my favorite uncles, I have three that are his brothers, would go out of his way to come and take me. There was the summer after we moved to Virginia, we were back visiting um, my aunt, her sister, and we were like, oh, yeah, let's go to Walmart. Let's do this, blah, 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 just getting groceries and everything like that. And we ran into my uncle, and he's like, hey, let me take Carmel for the summer. And then we went from there. Um, and that whole summer... Did not see my father once. He knew about it. By that time, I think I had a phone. I'm not sure. You got a phone around 13. No, it was and it was sixth grade because we, I was going to that school out of district. So you're like, like, it was when I was like 11. No, I had it been 12. No, I went to sixth grade when I was 11. Don't tell your siblings. Oh yeah, I told your siblings when they go into middle they school. They have so an iPhone as a house phone. I don't want to. Hear it. Well, no, I said I said when they go into middle school. Oh, well. When, so, anyways, yeah. it was when you went into middle school, you got a cell phone. Yeah. So, yeah. I was in sixth grade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was 11. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you are, you are 11 when you go into sixth grade. Yeah, but as far as, like, when I was younger, no recollection of him ever really being there. Um, but as I got older and did have a phone in communication with him... 
then I started going, I think, every summer for like a month or so. Yeah. Yeah. But you were also self-sufficient at that point in time. Oh, yeah. And also during that time, it was he was at work all day. And then afterwards, we would go to my grandmother's house and then just sit there. Like, we never actually did anything. Um, it was also a lot of spending the night at his girlfriend's houses. That's another scenario. Oh, but no, nowadays, it's just... He's a disgusting human when it comes to fucking human rights, po- politics. Oh my god! He's a anti anti, or he's a racist, misogynistic, uh, homophobic, transphobic. Like we could go xenophobic. We could go down the list. I actually did on Facebook to him one time when he tried yeah, to accuse that was me the same for time. deleting him for being an anti-masker. And I was like, oh, no, honey. I have way more reasons to delete you on Facebook than because you don't want to put a mask on your face. Yeah, but no, that was the same time I was like, um, he was making jokes about running over black people in his truck during these protests, too. Yeah, that's when I deleted him on Facebook. Yep. And then I was like, I hope you get fucking hit and die. And then also went off and was actually very smart about it. But then my grandmother saw that and was like, you can't be saying that to my son. Blah, blah, blah. He's my baby. Blah, 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 blah. You're such a monster. Yeah. And then, so now the whole family has written me off and I haven't talked to any of them whatsoever. Well, you went and you lived with your dad for a little bit when you were a teenager. You glossed over that whole whole thing. See, I don't really remember that. Cause she I, really, because she had a lot of friends up in New York and family. And I had a lot of friends. I'm depressed now. It's great. Anyway. <laughs> you had a lot of friends and family up in New York. That was that was a great experience for me personally, like, besides the father fact. Like, he wasn't really there because he was working all the time. And then again, girlfriends. But he was, I wasn't really home as is because I was always at his mother's house or hanging out with friends. It was good for me in the aspect of moving back there. Because I went to kindergarten and whatnot with these kids. So it was like, you know, we were basically best friends since we were little. So it was great reconnecting with people. In that aspect. I mean, still while I was there, not much from the family either. I think they're all messed up in their own way. But speaking of... um, you know, being messed up, not reaching out, blah, blah, blah. I decided a couple days ago to reach out to my father and be like, hey, so these are my health conditions. Figured I'd let you know as my father, blah, blah, blah. Kind of seeing if he'd say anything or show any care whatsoever. Also asking more, like, back history of, hey, what are, you know, health problems that run on your side? Because I don't know anything at all. I don't know anything. I really don't know anything about my own family, so... Yeah, but, you know, the more the better to get a goddamn diagnosis. Um, But, yeah, he took that as the first thing he says back is like, oh, yeah, so my mother has this, my grandmother has this. I'm like, okay, cool, I already knew that, whatever. But then the rest of it is just paragraphs upon paragraphs of him telling me about his accident because he was driving a motorcycle, hit a deer... And about how he's working so hard at work, he never sleeps. Oh, my God. No, like, nothing at all. Not even a story about my condition. And that's kind of like, I was already sold on the fact of he's written off. But it's another thing of, you know, now he's definitely written off. Because just no, you know, correlation to anybody else. He's also 
the kind of person for no reason to argue anything. Like, when it also came to when dad here tried taking me to get blood work done for my doctor and you were busy. He couldn't do that because he didn't adopt me, nothing like that. We never did that. So, and I've argued with my biological father about this whole adoption thing forever because it's more so for things like health, things like insurance, everything like that. Um, but yeah, after that, I ripped him a new one. Also told him, hey, this is what's going on and you're fucking me by not relinquishing your fucking rights. Because this was a couple months before I turned 18. And he's like, oh, you're going to be 18 in like blah, blah, blah months anyway. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it does, buddy. Like, there's too much going on. Yeah. 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 So how, how, how does this impact you, having such a tumultuous relationship with your biological father? I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, like, oh, sperm donor was probably, like, really harsh, but maybe not. I don't know. I'll leave it up to the listeners to decide if that's harsh or not. See, he You're, wasn't, like, like, in the aspect of being harsh, he wasn't the absent father that was like fuck you I hate that kid or anything like that or like fucked up my life he just wasn't there so it's not really much to hate him for on that aspect but also and and would claim like so many various reasons on why he couldn't be there oh my god I'm working I'm working oh she lives this many hours away oh when I would like bring you know I, I would bring your sister up to be with her father and have you with me and be like, you can have her. I can leave her here. Take her. Take her. I will pick her up when I pick up the other one. Like, <laughs> you no. know. Um, so, yeah, maybe not a complete just because I guess sperm donor like gives the impression that he like just created a baby and left. Um, when I don't he was think around, he's smart I, enough to admit to that. I think he like I honestly think he's involved because society and his family kind of like force it on him i don't know if there's i i'm not him i can't say whether there's a real interest there or not or if it's just to save his reputation because nobody when i was in college knew that i he had a kid nobody knew he had a kid yeah that is true till i came along and i was like hey baby daddy (laughs) oh my god he'd get so mad he was dating a girl she was dating a girl that I was friends with and her and I were talking and he came over um, and then he was like, oh, you and walked away. And I was like, she's like, you know him? And I was like, yeah, I was like, uh, I, we have a kid together. And she was like, he has a kid. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, I've been dating him. I had no idea he was have, had a kid, much less a kid with you. And I was like, well, surprise. And then he got really mad that I told her. So I would say reputation. I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not him. I can't claim like where if he has a real interest somewhere or if he has a semi-interest. We don't know. He's very confusing beyond his bigotry. He's a very confusing individual. I used to say he's the, the nicest, stupidest guy I know, but now with the bigotry, I, I, I just stupidest. <laughs> stupidest isn't even really a word. I, I Most stupid. <laughs> I don't even know. Um, but you know, how does that affect you in your relationships with other people? I think it's 
especially affected me lately with the health shit, too, because I'm trying to let people know, like, hey, this is a situation. If I'm, like, a little off, you know, I'm dying, um, more or less. Or more so, like, because I've had so many people get pissed off with me for, like, not replying for days, like, whether it be Snapchat, text message, anything like that, and I have to be, like, I am sick. There are days where I don't get out of bed because I feel like shit. Like, it's that bad. Um, but it's, I try to seek out somebody who's actually going to actively give a shit, which is a combination of, you know, growing up without really seeing that, like, seeing you in shitty relationships, especially with my father and having, like, you know, you think having a kid might help out something, doing a little bit more on your part as a partner might do a little bit more, uh, might bring them back into be a good person. And it's also me not having that whole side of that family in my life for the longest time. It's why wasn't I good enough for them to give a shit? Because in scenarios like these, yeah, hate the other person all you want, trash talk them all you want, do whatever. But the kid didn't make this decision. You know, I, as the baby, as little spermy that won, <laughs> I didn't choose to, you know, no offense to you, but, like, be a part of, like, a teenage no, relationship. No, you didn't choose that. Or even if, like, let's say you were in your fucking 40s, right? And you're, like, in menopause, but somehow you get pregnant. Because that shit happens. Yeah, it does. That and shit no, happens. You're, it's when you're in perimenopause. When you're in actual menopause, yeah. that means you've been a year without your period. Oh, okay. Yeah, so perimenopause is the the lead up to menopause. Oh, so that's all the symptoms. So people Yeah, all the symptoms. Right? Yeah, but even in that scenario, and that person at that point's way too fucking old to be able to have a kid. Like no, whatever I wouldn't scenario. say way too much fucking old cuz some people want to have a kid at, like that late, but like they More, they aren't expecting it. It's unexpected. Yeah. More or less accidental, you know, as an accidental surprise. Unexpected. I was an accident. You were not an accident. You were a surprise. <laughs> you were an unexpected <laughs> pregnancy. Uh-huh. That's As were two other of your siblings. <laughs> <laughs> Only one of them were planned. Last time we went for one. We actually tried. We, I tried. I tried to have a baby and then got two. I just like, oh my God. I don't try. I get one. It's like I don't. Way of being I'm like, not, <laughs> yeah. But no, it's like you know. As I was listening to other podcasts, I'm gonna I'm gonna plug another podcast. Two hot takes. They read Reddit stories, and the one I listened to today was all about parenting. Um, and I'm literally saying verbatim what they were saying. It's it was a scenario where, um, this woman had really bad postpartum depression and was feeding her two month old solid foods, and that's super no no, and the baby was getting sick because of it having like actual issues that needed surgery because of it and the husband was like I'm taking the kid you can't keep doing this what they were saying in reply to that is the kid didn't choose to be in this situation you can't just give him the advice of divorce her take the kid run away because then the kid's gonna grow up and be like well where's my mom in this aspect it's you know he could have respected that and been an adult and thought about that of hey you know I fucked up she fucked up. We both fucked up. But this kid did not have any part in it. And you did a good job of that, like, never blaming me for any of it. Um, no, because I know what that's like. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's more so just 
I seek out people. Like, it's a very, like, bad habit of me when I find, like, friends and whatnot. Just to go that little way. And it's gotten to the point where I've not had it and I've been deprived of it since birth. That I'll take the bare minimum. Like, I will take friends that treat me like shit and use me as long as they just tell me I'm sorry. For, like, when I'm complaining about a bad day and I rant and I go on and on. And they're just like, oh, sorry, that sucks. That's fine. I'll take that. That's caring. But then it also makes me overcompensate at the same time when it comes to that. Is I will forgive people over and over and over and over again for the worst shit ever that no woman person being would put up with in a person because it's I need these people to be here because if somebody else leaves me I'm gonna break down because it's been so many people since birth that have left me it also relates to your mother with the whole is this mentionable? If people have been listening to the podcast they know about my mother okay so I assume this is mentionable it's you know, she was saying, hey, I'm going to come visit you this past weekend when the hurricane was coming. And I'm like, that's not a good idea, but okay, you do you, boo. And, you know, maybe because I haven't seen her in a while, whatever, she's pushing it. I don't want any more issues on my part because now I'm an adult. I'm on my own and I don't need that shit on my plate. Hmm. But uh, right after she asked to come, she was like, so when can I see the twins? You can't fucking see the twins, goddammit. And then every day she would ask for a week straight, so am I going to see the twins? When am I going to see the twins? Can you, like, talk to your mom? No. No the fuck I can't. And then it got to the point where I was like, hey, hurricane coming, don't come. Like, I'm really sick. Don't fucking come. And then it hit me. Holy shit, she's using me to see the twins. It's not even about me. It's about the fucking twins. Like, fuck. And no, in no way, shape, or form did I help her come to this realization. I have not tried to push her away from my mother. I am just putting this out there into the interwebs because I've been accused of pushing my children away from my mother. Oh, no. She was even to the point where for my graduation, I surprisingly, what, it was five tickets? Uh, One, two, three. Yeah, five. Five. Um, so I was like, okay, of course you and dad can come. I had my boyfriend come. And then I personally wanted to see my godson at that point. So I'm like, have my aunt come. And she's like, well, you can invite your grandmother. I know she really wants to come. I'll deal with it. She just can't like, you know, spend the night at the house. And I'm like, no, aunt's coming. I don't want to deal with that. After all that I've put up with, with her too. Like I've gotten in between fights, um, between her and pretty much all of our family members on that side because she doesn't know how to stop. But, yeah, it's gotten to that point where everybody has left at this point or done something fucked up where it's, if anybody leaves me, I break down and it deeply affects me. And... You can't say everybody's left. Uh, Your Aunt Anna hasn't. I haven't. Your dad. The dad downstairs, not the the bio Yeah, like, like I said, I have you. Like, everybody in this household. I mean, the twins don't really have a choice. Like, well, they love you. They were so excited about you coming over today. Oh, I know. They can't wait, wait to meet their kitty nephew. Yeah, I don't know how that's going to work out. Unless you all come to the house. But everybody get overwhelmed. But, yeah, it's literally you and, you know, so. 
Because also, as much as like your maternal side of the family, I don't know your father's side of the family. Nobody does. No. But um, like as much as, yeah, like I have some of them on Facebook and whatnot, it's still not they reach out or anything like that. But as far as this goes into the peoples, the reason we're mentioning this and this whole background on my father is because I have this whole like abandonment thing or like I need to keep this person no matter how bad or good they are because of that. It started from that and I feel like a lot more people struggle with it without actually admitting to it because it shows up in everyday experiences. You know, you get in a breakup and you beg this person like, no, don't do it. Please don't leave, blah, blah, blah. Think about the background. Like, have they had a parent or a family member that left them? Um, not in, like, a death way, but living scenario um, or anything like that. Because that's pretty much what I'm experiencing at this point. Yeah. I mean, I like that you said abandonment issues. Because some people call them daddy issues. Oh, that's um, why I mentioned the whole, <laughs> I can't have daddy issues if I didn't have a dad. <laughs> Abandonment issue. I actually the dad downstairs. You do have a dad, just well, not a biological dad. Biological. I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, we need to be specific here. I don't want people to misunderstand. You, but it's it's different. You can share. So how about you share why that's different? Because maybe some people don't understand that it's different. I mean, me, I only had my dad. I never really had a stepdad. My well, I mean, I have. Well, but I, I didn't, it was, my my mom didn't remarry until I was, I had a stepmom. I mean, I had a bonus mom, um, but um, never a, a bonus dad, because my, my mom didn't marry until I was in college the second time. Mm-hmm. Well, I've had to learn the definition of it vicariously living through other people. Um, like, my, my friend, um, his mother... Very, 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 very fucked up woman has done very sick shit to me. God awful. And she's always been in his life besides disappearing like here and there. And that's the whole aspect of mommy issues and the same thing with daddy issues is to me at least, I don't know like the actual like clinical or whatever you want to put it definition. It's daddy issues is when you have a father in your life, even if it's like, you know, divorce, whatever, but they're abusive like either emotionally physically or just like absent don't give a fuck about you like in the aspect of not caring or anything like that like they're there but they're awful um and i don't know how to put it in a better scenario just like they're a very narcissistic fucked up person or just a fucked up person in general they're absentee in some way shape or form yeah exactly but they're still there now abandonment is literally pick up go you have nothing to do with them whatsoever that's what it is it doesn't matter how old you are you can be in your 30s and you know still have a great relationship with your parents friends whatever or even a spouse and then they just pick up randomly and leave like or we're even never there in the first place and it's even worse when it comes to like similar to my scenario when it's so touch and go like you have to beg for them to be there and be present or you're left waiting. So I looked it up. Yeah. It's not, well, there's not actually a term. But they say um, that when it comes to those sort of what they call daddy or mommy issues, 
it's really about attachment styles. And when you don't have, if, if you don't have the right attachment style because of whatever you've gone through, it's going to cause you to act in certain ways. Um, yeah. We actually had a whole podcast on attachment style. So I will link that up in the show, show notes along with the menopause episode and the, uh, the podcast you mentioned. So that makes more uh, sense because I didn't have a chance to get attached to him. So it's not like there was anything there to fuck that up. I mean, also, I think the term daddy issues has turned into like a whole different thing nowadays. But yeah. Yeah, it is. It is about somebody's attachment style. Like when you have a poor relationship with your parent, a parent or non-existent one, that sometimes can create uh, different attachment styles that um, cause you to act in certain ways. So sometimes the best thing is for the other parent just not to be there at all because then they can't impact that attachment style. A lot of times um, I've, I've read articles about people with being brought up with just a, a, in a single parent household, but because it was such a warm, loving environment, it did not impact their attachment styles. But when you have a, a parent um, or a caregiver in the picture who um, is is not warm and welcoming and, uh, you know, compassionate and everything like that, then it can cause, you know, I don't, I don't have a secure attachment style. Um, but there's, I have an insecure, there's not just secure and, and insecure. We talked about this on the episode, um, so I'm not going to go fully into it, but we, I don't have a secure type attachment style. Mine, uh, I think it was anxious and avoidant. I don't know. Um, listen to that episode and find out. <laughs> so it, anyways, it's what attachment styles. What category do you fall in? What category do you fall in? Find out why I fell into the one I did. Listen to that podcast episode with uh, Thais Gibson, I think it was the name of the guest. I'm so good at remembering these things. Watch you fuck it up tremendously. No, no. Something completely different. Not, not different. Um, but anyways, yeah. What, what, what is, what is it like having a bonus dad who's been there with you for you, but then having like this biological dad who is just like not. How is, how is that impacting? I feel like those two things didn't affect each other. Like in the aspect of you know my relationship with each of them because I've always been mature enough since I was little to be able to like have my own perception on a certain person. Um, I think on the like bio dad front it more so just complicated things when it came to, you know, a parental role, like when it came to medical scenarios, schooling, stuff like this, because there were so many limitations to, the dad here when it came to those things because my biological dad wouldn't fork me over essentially like in the terms of adoption or relinquishing his rights um but I mean like did you ever feel did you ever feel guilty for like wanting that relationship with your bio dad when you already had a bonus dad here like how did that impact the relation the the relationship that you had with your bonus dad? Like, was there ever, like, a period of time where there was this, like, 
I'm torn. Should I I felt want? like when it came to, you know, going through all that shit with my bio dad and then me personally wanting to... Because what it's been my entire life is I get pissed off. I block him, whatever, and let it go and forget about him. But then it comes back to, well, the same thing with I can't let people go at this point in time because of those abandonment issues. It's bullshit. I need this person in my life. But I feel bad when it comes to dad here doing that because it's like, well, we just went through this huge battle and I'm turning back around and being like, well, I do want to talk to my dad. Um, but well, you feel like the dad here is like, why do you keep going back and talking to him when he's such a douche? I think that's an overall <laughs> thing. <laughs> why, why do any of us have any contact with him? Why do any of us continue to have conversations and relationships with people who are toxic to us? Hey, guess what? Considering all this shit that your grandmother just went for to put you through, I've decided I don't care if she finds Jesus or gets therapy. (laughs) Yeah, finds Jesus or gets therapy. We are never having a relationship. You need Jesus, bitch. (laughs) I was like, this woman needs Jesus. I mean, I'm not. We're not religious, so it's really a sarcastic thing. But then I'm like, I don't care if she finds Jesus or she gets therapy. I'm not having a relationship with her ever. Well, that also. Another thing, too, that I'll relate back to, you know, this I need people, I need to be accepted thing. Like, it's huge. And I feel like it's gotten worse as I've gotten older. Um, Like, especially with this job, this fucking job I work. It's goddamn toxic. Don't ever work at FedEx. Holy fucking shit. Um, But it's, you know, I seek out that validation that I'm doing a good job and people want me there. Like, even in the aspect of work. And in the aspect of with your mother and any scenario whatsoever. Or if I go to a grocery store and the woman checking me out looks at me a certain way, I'm like, well, what did I do? You know, why does nobody accept me? Why does nobody want me? Why am I not good enough for somebody just to smile at me at a register? I get very self-conscious like that, too. Yeah. You're good enough for me. (laughs) I've loved you my entire your entire life. I can't say my entire life. You didn't know I existed. I didn't want kids, and then you came along. You didn't want kids at all, point blank? I, well, I, I wasn't one of those people with, like, I don't want kids. I just was never one of those people that's like, I want kids. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I never, I was never that little kid, girl that was like, I can't wait to have a baby. You didn't have your own vision board of babies. No, no vision boards, no names, no nothing. Hi, baby. Speaking of babies. What a pity kitty. Yeah, you are. The daughter you love most. The first, the daughter I love most. Uh, oh, wow. The first one. I'm just kidding. Um, but as we wrap up the podcast today, I know it's been like all over the place and we could probably talk about this for like a hundred years. Um, because we both have parental we talk attachment shit about issues. It every day. We talk shit about it all the time. Uh what would you like to leave the inspired women audience with? I can burp if that works. You don't need to burp. <laughs> Just tell them like, "Hey, this is this this is my advice to you. Maybe if you're going through this or not going through this or just general life advice." From well, an 18-year-old who is now out on her own in the world of imagination. Well, I know you, women, men, them, they thems. Sitting there. Peoples. Peoples, yes. My girls, gays, and bays. 
you are beautiful and you are good enough. I'm yawning because I'm exhausted from work. I work at like two in the morning. It's fine. And I know you're either probably driving to go get your coffee to pick you up for the day or maybe going to work and you're miserable. I hate my job too. Or maybe you're just sitting down, cooking dinner, whatever you're doing. I don't care what you're wearing. If you're in your underwear, you're in your, I don't know, really big t-shirt, whatever. Why you're are you feeling... picturing everybody in their underwear? <laughs> I'm not. I'm just saying, you know, I walk around the house naked. I have my own house now. But... I must be nice. You are beautiful and you are loved. And uh, I would say we're glad you're here, but this isn't my podcast, it's hers. But, like, I'm glad you're here. You're doing great. I'm glad everybody's here. Otherwise, I'd be talking to myself every week. It gives her the joy. Oh, sometimes it gives me frustration. (laughs) Carmela's heard both the joy and frustration. It's your therapy because you get to talk shit. (laughs) (laughs) Well... Carmel, thank you so much for saving your mom's ass and coming on the podcast today. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. Thank you for being a part of the Inspired Women audience. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating review. And don't forget to share this out with somebody who could use some inspiration today. Tag us at Inspired Women Podcast, both on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great day.